Hi, welcome to the Happiness Hive podcast. I'm Catherine Bowyer and I am completely fascinated by people and what motivates them. I've spent the past three and a half decades specialising in mindset and human behaviour and I've helped thousands of people to create happy and amazing lives. And now I am super excited to be chatting with women from around the world who I have secret and to be honest, not so secret crushes on. They're women who inspire me. I'm intrigued as to how they do life and what makes them tick. I want to find out their magic formula that makes them who they are. And at the end of the episode, I'd love for you to say, I'd like a little bit of what she's having. The conversations are real and raw. They're full of passion, inspiration and lots of fun. And nothing is off limits. So grab yourself a cuppa or pop on your trackie and go for a walk and join us for today's chat. There may just be that pearl of wisdom you need to hear. So let's shimmy on over and get started. I am, like I say this for every guest, but I'm really excited today to be chatting with the podcast guest, Dee Brennan. And I've only just met Dee. Dee was a presenter at the recent Pop Your Business conference and I fell in love with her straight away. I just loved your energy, Dee. And I want to share that with as many people as I can. So welcome to the Happiness Hive podcast. Thanks, Catherine. And equally, love your energy too. And, and we were just doing a little pre-podcast chat and we realised that we've both got the same earrings. <laughs> Dee had, um, we've got little pink earrings on. Um, Dee's got a gorgeous, gorgeous hot pink headband, which I love. Is that your signature style? Oh, look, I just like to add a little bit of colour. Yeah. I just think it just adds to the vibrancy. I, I don't want to be boring. Yes. No, you're not boring. <laughs> Makes me feel any... good. <laughs> so a little bit, I'm going to get you to, to share a bit about you, but you're a wellbeing and mindfulness coach. Tell our listeners, what's a wellbeing and mindfulness coach? If people would ask me, what do I do? I say, well, sometimes I go walking with people around the lake and we talk about what's going on for you. And sometimes I have people meditating on rooftops at sunset because I like to teach meditation and it needs to be fun and exciting because most people think meditation is boring. Yeah. And so, you know, if you know you're going to go to this event where you've got fairy lights and candles and it's sunset and it's outside, it's just a little bit different and it's more like, oh, I'm excited to do that. Yes. So sometimes I do that. Sometimes I will do workplace wellbeing. So I'll either take employees out for a walk and check in on them so they feel cared for. And we talk about their personal goals so that you don't have to, you know, managers don't have to deal with their personal stuff at work. Yeah. And I've done talks on resilience to goal setting to creating your bucket list. And yeah. So anything around, you know, feeling good and taking care of yourself. Oh my gosh, you are just my soul sister. That is, and, and when I was, and I feel a bit mean doing that, asking you about, mm. you know, what is a well-being and mindfulness coach? Cause I'm the same. Like it's really yeah. hard to put a, a label on what I do. And I resist a label. I resist mm. that. It's about, for me, it's really about helping people to love life and live their best lives and, mm. you know, do a bit of healing from the past, living in the present and creating their future. And yeah. I just, I'm same with you, Dee. I love that element of things that are a little bit different, a little yeah. bit fun because life can be like, life can be 
freaking boring and yeah. if we make it, if we let yeah. it. So if I'm going to be the coach now because I just I'll find it easier to coach, yeah. <laughs> to ask questions. I, you know, I find that with a lot of my guests who are coaches, they yeah. like to so, I'll let you spin it for a minute. Yeah. Oh, yeah, let me spin it just for a minute. Indulge me. Yeah, yeah. So if someone was to ask you the same question, though, what would you say if you've been put on the spot? I really help people to fall madly deeply in love with themselves and create a life that they're excited to jump out of bed every day to live. Okay, cool. And then you just sort of deliver what they need on the day, right? Yeah. 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 And do you know what? I, I wear a couple of different hats as well. Yeah. Like I am, I guess happiness is my inroad, but that's not just all I do. It's yeah. just a really a leverage point. I do a lot of corporate coaching as well. Yeah. I work with senior executives in that leadership space and mm. It's really about how can they show up and be the best that they can be? Mm. So how can they do that in a work context? But how can they show up in life and be the best they can be in life? Yeah. But is that like the same? Same, same, but different. Do you know yeah. what? I, yeah. Do you find this? Do you find this when you're doing your coaching as well? Mm. A lot of my clients are stuck. Like they're all pretty, they, they, they're, they're pretty successful in all honesty. Yeah. They're achieving some great things, but there's just often something that's holding them back. And it's like, how can I even be better than what I already am? How can I be in search of that personal excellence and mastery? So it's it's a whole range in all. Yeah, I I think the word that comes to mind, you said stuck, the word stagnant. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they're at a bit of a standstill and they don't feel like things are flowing. Yes. Oh, I oh. used that with a client this morning, exactly this morning. Mm. It's about how can they bring much more, like, flow and ease into their life. Life yeah. is a, just a bit tricky for them at the moment. And how yeah. can they navigate that trickiness? Yeah, I had a, a lady ring up this morning and she she was inquiring about the coaching and I just, you know, chatted to her for about two minutes. And basically she's just at this point where she's going, I've got a business with 50 employees and I'm thinking about selling the business. I don't even know if I want this. Yeah. Um, and I've got kids and I don't want a business coach right now. I just want something for me. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Yeah. Have you always done, have you always been in that space of wellness and mindfulness? And Yeah. Look, that's, it's just easy for me. Yeah. Like that's just, it's just come naturally. I, I've been doing it since, you know, like unofficially since I was 16. Like I used to get off, I'd be on the phone to a friend and they'd be feeling flat and I'd, and I'd just say, look, put your joggers on. I'm coming around in five minutes and I'd just hang up on them oh. and then I'd just turn up on their doorstep. I said, let's go for a walk. Oh, <laughs> and so it, it just, I mean, back then I had no idea I was coaching, right? Yeah. So officially, you know, in terms of my career, I started out as a massage therapist, doing very much technical stuff, very much sports, working with pro athletes, traveling around the world with my massage table, real type A's. And I really loved that. And I was really into the technical when I started because I thought that would give me kind of credibility. And that's what I had to do. That was kind of like that was a profession. And then things kind of, you know, as they do, evolve in yourself and your career. And I realised that it was actually the soft skills that I was yeah. better at. 
and just holding space for people while they're on the table to think out loud, I say. (laughs) And, and, and yeah, things have happened in my life where I've needed to, you know, get help on certain things. So for meditation, so I did some meditation for my own purposes and my own healing. And then I ended up teaching that. I knew that with the coaching side of stuff, I really enjoyed it, but I, I didn't actually know what coaching was. And I went to this weekend workshop and it was a, like a coaching personal development course. And out of that, they were selling this life coaching program. And I thought, well, I'm doing that already, but I just, I needed some more skills to be able yeah, to help people yeah. on the table because people were telling me everything when you're face yeah, down. When you open that naked, door. Yeah. You, like I have got everyone's secrets and I love it. It's like my favorite thing. Or I love it when someone's, you know, jumps on the table and they're crying after five minutes, you know, and I just needed some communication skills, which is why I went down the coaching path to be able to help my clients better. And, yeah, and yeah. then, you know, and yeah, so I do a combination of it all. I still practice in the clinic a couple of times a week. And then the other days I'm, I'm doing coaching. Oh, I love that. You have them, you know, half naked, face down, lying on the table, and you have all their secrets. <laughs> I love it. Do you I'm probably you... one of the only ones in the, the clinic that have a closed door, and I have a closed door because yes. people tell me more, yeah. whereas otherwise it's curtains and people don't share as much. Yeah, you're probably the same, but I find that people open up to me really, really easily. I think that's one of my gifts. I think that's a superpower that I have, and you've probably yeah. got it too. You do. I did that for you when I when I yeah. had a coffee with you not long ago. Yeah. I just thought oh, I'm just going to tell her everything. <laughs> like I had, there was no holding back. I no. felt very safe in your presence. Yeah, and that's. I great. knew it wasn't going to go anywhere else. Yeah, and I just. Yes. We we're just having a conversation. I didn't have to hold back at all. I just felt yeah. at ease. And I think that you would be the same as well. I, I get that vibe from you as well, Dee. That, mm. and that's the beauty of being in that privileged space of mm. holding space for others. Mm. That just being there. And often, I'm just a sounding board for them. I don't tell them what to do. I'm just a sounding board, and they come up with their own. You know, might drip, drip a little bit of. You know, maybe you could try something in there, but yeah. they come up with their own solutions to stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. I was just thinking about, um, you know, that whole holding space. Yeah. And, like, I think we underestimate the value of that. Yes. And, you know, so many people are just wanting to solve people's problems and yeah. I think they're being helpful. I know that I used to think I was being helpful until I did my coaching course and then I realised that actually <laughs> – it's not my job to give people advice or fix people. I'm actually just there mostly just to hold that space for them so they can work it out themselves. Yeah. And I remember having a coaching session with this lady and look, our coaching sessions were great. It was just all about me. And I loved the fact that, you know, here I am providing space for everyone else. And when I had a session for me, it was like, <laughs> Oh, great. This is all about me. And it was just. So like it was like a gift to myself. But one day she she seemed frustrated with me and she said, Well, we've done this and this. What do you need from me? And I just felt this frustration. And I just said to her, I just need you to to be there for me. Yeah. <laughs> I got frustrated back at her. 
And then I thought, actually, that's what people want from me. Yeah. And it was just such a good reminder that, you know, stop giving out advice and just know that just giving someone that hour of your time, stop giving advice. Just just be there for them. And that was that was a really helpful coaching session. Yeah. <laughs> That's all she's done a job. Do you know what? My kids get the shits with me and if they're listening, they're, yeah. they may or may not be listening, but I'm sure they won't mind me sharing. But if they would come and say, oh, mum, what do you reckon about, you know, what do you think I should do? I would say, well, what do you think you should do? And they're going, oh, <laughs> like, I don't know. But if you did know, what do you think you should do? Yeah. And then it was just like, oh, bloody hell. And then they'd come back and say, Actually, thank you for not telling me what to do. Oh, and wow. Yeah. Well done, kids. You've done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's hard sometimes. I have to kind of, like, do you as a coach have your inside voice running and your outside voice? I have to know when I've got my, my coaching hat on yeah. and I have to know when to be a friend or yes. a family member. Yes. Yeah. 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 And so I have to, the, the thing I think I, I still kind of am in that coaching mode, but I just change my language. Yeah. So they think that I'm not coaching them, but I still am. Yeah. No, you're good. Cause I often have, uh, I have to whisper this in case my husband's listening, but it's often about, this is what I think I want to say to him. And then yeah. what actually comes out my mouth is sometimes different. Yeah. Um, sorry, John. I love you. Love you. Love you <laughs> around that. Tell me about your meditations. I haven't been to one, but it's on my bucket list. Your meditations are on the rooftop. Yeah. So in January and February, when it's nice yeah. and warm in Canberra, yeah. I run it on a rooftop and it's at sunset. And so mm. it's that time of year when everyone's still a little bit optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> and so what I do is we get grounded with some really basic mindfulness. So like a yeah. bit of a mini meditation for mindfulness. And then I get people really relaxed. So we'll do some progressive relaxation. And then what I do is I take them on a guided meditation of their future self and get them to imagine what life would be like in the future. Mm. And then we kind of embody that and try and get a sense of what that would feel like in your body. So you're really embodying it. So that's what I do in... January and February and it's on a Sunday night in Canberra and I've run it for five years now and it has sold out every event. Oh, awesome. Can you save me a ticket for, um, I will. That, I will. and for, I must admit, I didn't say it, but D's business is Think Out Loud Wellness. So we've got the details in the show notes and we'll recap that at the end, but keep an eye out. So in Canberra for all those mm-hmm. international listeners, sorry. But you do online stuff too, don't you? Yeah, so the, thanks to COVID, that got me online. I was nervous before, but, hey, what else do you yeah. do? Yeah. <laughs> so during COVID, I ran this because I, I wasn't sure how this online stuff was going to work, right? I was a bit nervous and thought, yeah. is it going to be good enough? So I did some free stuff initially. And on Friday night, well, for my own entertainment as well, I would run this session. It was called Wineful. Yeah. <laughs> and so Friday night, I would sometimes leave home and go to the clinic that I'd work at where I had Wi-Fi and stronger Wi-Fi. And I would run these sessions where it was 30 minutes. I'd have a chat at the start and then we'd do a 15-minute meditation together and then I'd have a bit of a chat at the end. And it really got me, and so I'd do it with a glass of wine, 
And so I'd say, you know, I get to enjoy a glass of wine, you get to enjoy guided meditation, and it really helped me build my confidence yeah. of being online. And and what I loved about that is that I got to connect with all these people from all over the world. So I had over, what was it, 400 people from seven different countries. Oh, how- and it was just great. Like I lived in Qatar for a couple of years oh, and I had people from Qatar on my meditations, from London, from New Zealand. I reconnected with an old cousin. Yeah, it was just really, really fun. Yeah, that's beautiful. And that's the sense I get from you too, Dee, that you do things that bring joy to you, but also sharing that joy with others. Oh, yeah, well. it has to be fun. Um, for me. Yeah, that you kind of embody. Yes, that's what I do too. It's just yeah. like I was talking with a business coach around just some stuff for me for next year. Mm. And there were some things that just made my shoulder kind of cringe. Like it was just like, no, nah, that does not bring me joy. I've got to do what brings is my passion. I worked with a guy, oh gosh, probably a hundred years ago and he was a school unit and he ran this yeah. But he just ran the same program over and over and over and over and over and over again. And it was almost like you could just switch him on, switch him off, and he would just say he was just robotic about things. And people loved it because he had new people all the time. And I went, Oh, that's a really good business model. But I run something twice and then I'm just like, Oh, actually no, I need more variety. I need to do something that sparks my joy and sparks my passion. I can't just do something for the sake of doing it. Yeah. yeah, I guess there's two things that pops up. Mm. I mean, you know yourself, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know what sounds yeah. exciting, and you can yeah. feel it in your body because yeah. you know you you know you're connected to your body. Yeah. There's so many people that are in their head; they don't yeah. they don't know what yeah. feels good, or they don't notice the cringe. Yeah, I've got a really good retention rate in terms of people that are coming back for my programs. Yeah, yeah. and. I want it to be exciting for them. So yes. I can't teach the same stuff all no. the time no. because otherwise they're going to get bored. And I really like these people and, and I, I want to give them something else. Yeah. And yeah. I grow and I've grown and evolved and I'm not the same person I was even a couple of years ago. And yeah. the way that what I'm presenting has grown and evolved as well. And that's what I've, I love coaching. I really love, love coaching Mm. because that's in the moment with the clients about what's going on for them. That's real time stuff um, for me. And there's no, I I personally curate all of my coaching programs. So there's no two that are the same ever, 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 because it really depends on what's going on for the person. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. Like you, you said that you're not the same person you were like even two years ago. What do you reckon's changed? Oh gosh, I've got, I've let go of a lot of those limitations that I had placed on myself. Like I've had more birthdays as well. Yeah. But I've let go of a lot of stuff that was in, well, was it important? A lot of those old patterns that were just getting in the way, you know, some of those imposter syndrome's been a big thing, big pattern in my life. Yeah. That sort of knowing that I'm good at what I do at one level, but on the inside, it's kind of like, yeah, really? Really? Somebody's going to find out. Yeah. Um, Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah. So, and I've been really just stripping back the layers and I'm really comfortable and confident with who I am. Mm. I I haven't been that growing up, um, even as a a younger adult, middle-aged adult. I feel really comfortable in my skin. 
Yeah. yeah. And is that because you're doing more work on yourself yeah. or is it? More... Yeah, yeah. I think it, it, yeah. I've certainly, I do a lot of work on myself and I think I just stopped giving a shit about the things that I used to place a lot of importance. Like I used to be very self-critical and it's just like, really, Catherine, that's not, yeah, that's not very nice. <laughs> it's not nice manners <laughs> to yourself. Yeah, or helpful. Yeah. Have you changed? Yeah. Have you changed? Well, hang on, I'm talking about you. I'm, I'm, oh, excuse me. I'm got still to... flicking this back on you. <laughs> okay. Which is interesting because, like, I, I, we're both in Canberra, right? Yeah. And we moved in similar circles, but it's only until recently that yeah. we've actually been in the same room. Yeah. I've seen your stuff pop up from time to time. And most people, including me, would uh, have this perception that, you know, you're really comfortable in your own skin <laughs> and that, imposter syndrome wouldn't exist right and I'm I'm sure that most people would think the same with me because I've been doing this for a long time as well but it still pops up yeah yeah. you know and and I remember listening to someone who you know like is in the media she's got millions of followers and she was talking about imposter syndrome and I was so excited because I felt even she feels that. Like this yeah. is just going to be here, and that's okay. Yeah. And do you know what? For me, I have done a lot of work, so I am more comfortable with who yeah. I am. And it, I guess some of that old patterning and conditioning in this lifetime, I I actually yeah. believe that it's probably come in from other lifetimes as well. But yeah. that's probably another conversation. Yeah. But conditioning around it's not okay to be successful so a little bit and and some of the listeners will know the backstory my mum died when I was 12 and it was almost this feeling and I'm I'm sure it was never ever said to me but it's not okay to be happy it's not okay to be sad it's not okay to talk about your emotions you've just kind of got to get on with life Mm. so that was the message I that little 12 year old took away from it that I just need to get on with life so I became very capable very competent very independent, but on the inside D, it was just like, holy shit, I have mm. no idea what I'm doing. Scrambling. I've got no, it's just like, I've just, I don't even know how to do life. I don't know how to do womanhood. I don't know how to do motherhood. The first mm. baby I held was my daughter. Yeah. And I was just like, holy shit, what do I do with this baby? <laughs> I was kind of yeah. this, always second guessing myself. And then more recently in the, you know, after a lot of work, it's kind of like, do you know what? I'm actually doing life okay. And yeah. when I'm comfortable to be me, then I'm not being an imposter because I can't mm-hmm. fake being me. Yeah. So I think I've learned to be a lot more vulnerable and to go, do you know what? I'm not, I don't have it all together. <laughs> yeah. I have and, a lot together, but I don't have everything together. And no one does. No. Nah. I have this saying, everyone's a little bit fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's not in a nasty way. That's really? just everyone's got shit going on. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. There's always something that we're having to work on or work through or, and isn't that a relief? Yeah. Do you know what? I think so too. And one of the things I really try to do, do I innately do it? I'm not sure. Is just keeping things real. Like yeah. I don't, I don't share every little thing that's going on in my life, but mm-hmm. I try and keep it pretty real. And that's yeah. the beauty of this podcast is about chatting with women about how they do life. Yeah. And it's not about all sunshine and unicorns all the time, mm-hmm. but I don't let myself stay in that 
state that I was in as a young teenager. I've I've developed strategies where I can get out of it. And I go to people. I I get help uh, around that. So what do you do when you're in a bit of a funk? A bit of a funk. Okay. Well, there's usually a reason why I'm in a bit of a funk, and it's it's probably because I've been trying to do too much and haven't had enough time for myself. Yeah. You know, that kind of sense of overwhelm is that you yeah. know like funk I mean my funks don't last long no. and I I do believe it's because I'm I'm pretty good at looking after myself yeah. and so you know I have to do daily meditation and movement yeah. otherwise I just don't feel I don't feel right yeah I just I just don't I just don't I can't bring my a game have yeah. you always been like that or have you morphed into that or is that just a natural look I always did sport at school and so and then you know after school I got into aerobics yeah so I always had that movement component and so I know that I feel better yeah not just in my body but in my whole being I know that I feel better and so you know, I'm pretty conscious about, you know, like my word this year is energy, like just oh, recognizing, yeah. you know, what's, what's my energy like? Mm-hmm. Is it, what do I need? Because mm-hmm. for what we do, right? You, you've got to be, you've got to be on, you've got to yeah. be present, you've got to yeah. be clear. And I, I have to be practicing what I preach. Otherwise I, I just can't, it just doesn't come across. Yeah. So what was the question? Can't remember. Oh, about what you do when you're in a funk. Oh, yeah. And about yeah, I, that you've uh, – oh, no, I think what I asked you was yeah. have you always been like that? Yeah, and before that you said the yeah. funk bit. Oh, look, there's still times where I might fall off the wagon for yeah. a little bit. It's rare and it doesn't last long. Yeah. And the reason it doesn't last long is because I am talking about this stuff all the time. Yeah. And yeah. when I talk about it, I am reinforcing it myself that that's what I'm doing. And I just – you know, it's so top of mind yeah. that I have to, I just live and breathe it now because, you know, I spend so much of my day talking about it. Same. I, I live and breathe it. it. To me, it has just become a habit. I haven't always been like this, but I've mm. developed from my daily practice and, and that's evolved over the years as well, mm. but it's just embedded into almost everything I do. And Sure, I have days where I'm just like, really? I do not even want to, like, face the day. I go for a walk every morning as well, Mm. and I just – I don't sit in that pity party for nearly as long. I still have pity parties. I'm still just like, oh, but I don't stay there long. But the thing I do do is I acknowledge when I'm in that, when I'm not feeling great and I allow myself not to feel great, Mm. then I move through it. Yeah, and I'll I'll also do something like I'll acknowledge how I'm feeling and I'll go, okay, well, I'm feeling this way because something mm. happened yeah. and that's a normal feeling to have when that mm. thing's happened. Yeah. And then I'll generally send a text message to a sister. Okay. I've got three of them. Yeah. And they just give me that validation like, oh, yeah, that must suck yeah. or something. And they might even ask me, I mean, they're not coaches, but they might even ask me, oh, what do you need, D? What do you need to do today? You know, can you look after yourself or, you know, it's just really, it's a really lovely relationship I have. So I just, you know, I have someone acknowledge it for me. 
And then I just go, well, I know I'm not going to feel like this forever. So if I just need to ride this day out, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. But I know that it's not going to last forever. Yeah. Yeah. I do a little thing on top of that as well as like mm-hmm. I do that and then I sometimes go, what do I want to be feeling instead of the way that I am? Yeah. So I'm actually <clears throat> forcing myself mm-hmm. to go, well, what do I want instead of this? Yeah. You know, if I'm feeling, I don't know, angry about something, why am I feeling angry? That's really interesting. And I really liked what you said there that a lot of the feelings are really normal, like making them yeah. go, yeah, actually I feel angry because that, you know, what the person did or didn't do, mm-hmm. but what do I want to be feeling instead of angry? I actually want yeah. to just feel nothing. <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly. And I think sometimes people think we have to jump to a stronger feeling, mm-hmm. like happy or mm-hmm. the vibe, mm-hmm. but just if you can get yourself back to a neutral feeling, mm-hmm. I think that's the goal. You can't rush yeah. it. Yeah. I have got to that. I'm just, gosh, my whole life's flashing in front of my eyes when you said that. Mm. But mm. there were some instances that I was just really hating on people for what they had done and my reaction mm. to what they had done. Yeah. And then it was just like, that's not a nice feeling. Why am I feeling this? What do I want to be feeling instead? And it took me, one of these instances took many, many years for me to get over, but I got to this place of just neutrality Mm. that was a beautiful place to be in because yeah. I wasn't in that hating on them and that anger and that, you know, all those really toxic negative feelings. I just got yeah. to this neutrality, <clears throat> didn't need to love them, didn't even need to acknowledge them, mm. but I needed to not be in that negative space. That took a lot of work, far out. Yeah. And I, I think that's a really helpful thing to say for a lot of people because yeah. we work in this kind of, happiness wellness space right and I think the perception can be that we're high vibe all the time yeah Yeah. and look we are a lot of the time yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. (laughs) but we both experience all those emotions imposter syndrome you know we're triggered occasionally by people and we can get annoyed and all all those you know we experience them all that we're not high vibe all the time because that can be exhausting yeah but what I've learnt, though, is the strategies to be able to move out of yeah. that negativity. And one of the things I've shifted over the years as well is people don't trigger me. Mm. I get triggered by people. Oh, yeah. So it's a subtle difference. It's more about my responses to what's yeah. happening. So I'm owning that yeah. I'm being triggered. And when I'm triggered by something, what I do is I've learnt to go, what's happening within me? Why is that triggering me? Why is that yeah. triggering me? What What is it? Is it a pattern? Is it an old pattern? Is it a, because really what it's indicating is that part of me still needs some work and some healing. Totally. And yeah. when I'm triggered, I go, oh, damn, I've been triggered again. It's like, oh, this is my stuff. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know? Yeah. And I do that in the coaching when people in the leadership space, when they come to me and they say, oh, so-and-so did this and I've got a team member who's like, not pulling their weight and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It's just like, oh, that's interesting. What's that bringing up in you? Mm. They're like, what do you mean? And I said, but why is that triggering you? Why mm. are you reacting the way that you're reacting? Yeah. Ah, and then it becomes about them. And when they do work on themselves, it's just like, oh, yeah, okay. And what's me. the common stuff that pops up? 
common stuff is that people have expectations of others. Mm. Um, they're very judgmental of others. Mm. And then that somebody's not doing something well enough or they haven't done it. Yeah. A whole lot of stuff around that. And then I say to them, and do you judge yourself in any way? Mm. Oh, yes. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So I, re- I, I try, and it's not that I get them to ignore the thing that's happening, mm. but I really try and get them to have a look within and to say, well, what is it about me? What am I bringing to the party around yeah. it? And that sucks, doesn't it, when you have yeah. to reflect on your own crap? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going to change tack a little bit. Mm. When we got together for coffee the other day and I said that the podcast is about how women do life and you mm-hmm. said I have a really great structure and format for how I do life mm. and I said don't tell me because I want to wait for the the podcast and we've sort of talked through some of that yeah but can you go <clears> into that in a little bit more detail for me about okay. how you do life yeah all right so I have a system for a life. system that was yeah yeah it came to me just briefly so I, I would go to all these personal development seminars 15 20 years ago and then I'd get to it and I'd go all right what am I going to do you know I needed to have something tangible And then I had a client who said she was working for a bank in marketing, right, and in credit cards, and it was really misaligned to her. Mm -hmm. And she was just feeling really out of whack. And she said, I just feel like I need a template for doing life. And then I went, what a really good idea. How can I create this kind of template? What What are the basics that I need in life to be able to, you know, just keep coming back to so I've got everything in place? And so what I do for probably the last 12 years, created this system, and I'll go through the things that are in it. Basically, you've got a theme for 12 months. So my theme this year is energy. And so that's my one anchor. You don't remember New Year's resolutions, right? But I remember my word. And that's something just keeps things really simple for me. If I don't remember what's on my template, I know what my word is. And then I'll think, I'll think about things like, okay, so how, how is my energy? What can I do about my energy? And then we do your values. So what are your values? So mine are like wellness, joy, connection, family. And I know that I, if I've got those four things in my week, things are going pretty well. And then I go through feelings. So how do I want to feel? Um, so one of the words might be inspired. And then I go, okay, well, if I want to feel inspired, what can I do? And it might be listening to a podcast or picking up a book or learning, okay? And then I have a section where I go, okay, how can I take care of myself? So what do I do to manage my energy to look after myself? Because that's really important. Because if you're not looking after yourself, yeah. what's the point of even creating goals, right? Yeah. And it's really hard to move forward. You feel like you're kind of moving through mud if you're not looking after yourself. And then the last bit is just a list of goals. So when I've been through hard times, I have had four goals for the year. And it might be just looking after my family unit, yeah, whatever it might be. And then if I've had years where things are going really well, like this year, I think I've got about 22 goals, right? And so, but the goals I cross-reference with my values and my feelings. So I might, to choose goal, I might think, okay, well, how can I feel inspired? And it might be go to a business conference, you know, and be in a room full of amazing women. So uh, connection, it might be calling my grandmother once a month. 
you know. And so they're not massive goals, but I want to be able to go, you know what, if I could do this, this, this and this, I could feel really good about the year. Yeah. And that's my system. Your theme, your values, your feelings, how do you take care of yourself and the list of goals. And then so that's your like your basic template, right? And you could just take that and run with it. Yeah. But yeah. then, you know, you've been doing this for a long time, right? So you might also have your system, but you could do that, but then make it your own. So you'll add things on there, but you'll have you'll have a different way of taking care of yourself than what I would. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's a really good framework to start. And what it does is, you know, like for me, vision boards are not about like manifesting Ferraris, right? But if you want, that's awesome. But when I find it most helpful is when I'm feeling a little bit wobbly or overwhelmed and I go, okay, whatever, what do I need to do? You know, and then I'll just reconnect with my vision board and I'll know that, okay, well, I can donate blood this month, you know, that whatever it might be on my goals list. So, yeah, so it just gives me a framework and I feel like I've got momentum. It gives me momentum. I love that. And do you know what I love about that? The simplicity of it. I think sometimes we can overcomplicate life. I've got, and I love the, the bit that you're saying, Dee, about how you want to feel. Yeah, I find I do that a lot in my own life, but also in my coaching, really getting people to connect with how they want to feel. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily the what it is that they want to create mm-hmm. and manifest, but how do you want to feel in this next phase of life? Yeah. And I've got a, an element that I use. It's called your personal code of honour. Oh. And it's like, what do I actually want to feel? And I've got my life wheel. And then for each of those different areas of life, how do I want to feel in them? And what will I commit to doing to feel that way? Mm. And what will I commit to not doing? Yeah. And for me, it's kind of a, you know, there's overlaps absolutely with what you've got with your system for life. And I love the simplicity. And what I was hearing when you mentioned that is when you know what it is that your, your intention is Mm -hmm. and your values, Mm. then it's about living in alignment with that and it keeps you, it helps you to set those boundaries. And when you do feel a bit wobbly and getting pulled in all sort of different directions, if you can come back to your core as to what's important to you, Mm. it helps you to go, well, actually saying no to that thing is so much easier because it's not actually in alignment with who I am and how I want to show up in life. Totally. Um, I love, love that. And I'm, I'm sort of navigating into a, the next phase of my life, like my mm. husband's retiring in a couple of years. He's a school teacher and we've got some plans for what we want that to look like. I, I mm. sort of stumble over that word retirement because I'm not sure. What, I don't think you'll ever retire. No, really. I don't think I'll retire. So, but, so I just sort of say my next phase of life. Yeah. And there are some things that have popped up, opportunities that have popped up in front of me and I've kind of gone, that's not actually going to get me to where I want to be in a couple of years' time. So even though it would be beautiful and wonderful, <laughs> I choose to say no to that. Yeah, that's big. That's big. That's very empowering. Yeah. It's very empowering. <laughs> and then I go, oh, fuck, should I have taken that or not? <laughs> yeah, there's that's still cool. opportunities that I know that, like, I just took one the other day and it's exciting. But if I think about where I want to be in 10 years' yeah. time, I'm not going to be doing that. Yeah. 
But sometimes it might be a stepping stone to get yeah, there. Yeah, so, totally. And just quickly on that, on yeah. that feelings piece, mm. feelings, people can write, can have this perception that they're fluffy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're actually really tangible. Yeah. And just the basics, what can I do to feel, I don't know, more connected? Yeah. And there's your goals list. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love that. Dee, my gosh, the time just goes way, way, way too quickly for these chats. Where can people find you? Instagram, Think yep. Out Loud Wellness, Facebook, Think Out Loud, yep. and Google. Google. And we've got the details. They'll be in the show notes. Awesome. What's next for you? So I've started doing a lot more of these big vision and goal sessions. So basically go through that whole system for people and a lot of vision board workshops for January and February. Yeah. Love that. Do you know what I, I'll show you because mm. it sits here. I have, um, and others that are watching the, the video of this, I have a vision book. Oh, great. So I've got a, this is gosh, probably about, it'll be at least 15 years old. Yeah. But I have images in it as to what I'm wanting to, so this is next phase of life images. Cool. Look at this. Yeah. The labyrinth. Oh, labyrinth. great. How exciting. So I immerse myself in that and I also have online. Do you do online vision videos, like vision board video? Or? I need to. It's on my list. I love. I have a, a video. I love creating that. I do it every couple oh, of Oh, video, years. like an iMovie. I create it, yeah. It's a vision. Yes. Yeah, I've got one. Yeah, with the music and stuff. Like yes. I really immerse myself. I have a playlist that aligns with the visions that I've got that aligns with the feelings that I want yeah. that help me to raise that vibration to help me to um manifest that yeah yeah I love that I'm, mine's only two minutes but I'd like to do a longer one yeah 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 awesome gorgeous I loved 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 chatting with you and I can't wait to come to your rooftop meditation and just to hang out in your beautiful sparkly vibrant energy Thank you. And I really hope that some of the stuff we talked about was tangible and that people can implement because I just, it's got to be practical, right? Yeah. 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 And do you know what I find from these, the the podcasts, the feedback that I've been getting is that the pearls of wisdom just drop, like people get stuff out of them and I get feedback that just comments, oh my gosh, like just really random comments that people say, it was so helpful and useful so i'm trusting that that will be the same for this chat it absolutely will be awesome thanks Catherine. see you gorgeous bye thank you for listening i hope you enjoyed the episode you can spread the love by sharing it with a friend so she can have a little bit of what we had today and don't forget to rate and review so we can get it into as many hearts and ears as possible you can keep the conversation going on my happiness hive socials And if you'd like some more high vibe happiness in your life, come and join me in our community of inspired and motivated women at the Happiness Lounge. This is my online membership club and your central hub for everything you will need to be truly happy and bounce out of bed every day living and loving your best and most beautiful life. To find out more, pop over to the Happiness Hive website and click on the link working with Catherine. Until next time, big hugs and happiness.